Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Bulls in the Ring. We have a very, very special uh, episode for you here today. Very special. Very special. We actually have a uh, an interview. It's not one of our normal interviews, not one of our friends. We are actually talking with uh, a very special guest. She is a former um, Miss Monster Energy Cup for NASCAR, the one and only one for that. She is a model. She has been in multiple uh, publications for Continental Tires, for the Indy and IMSA Racing. She has been in Coors Light Publications, and as we said, Monster Energy. So we would like to welcome right now um, Candice Harbin. Hi, thanks for having me on, guys. What's going Thank on, you. Candace? How are you tonight? Good, I'm doing good. I'm a little sick. I just got back from Chicago yesterday and kind of fighting off a cold that been brewing the past couple days, but other than that, all is well. It's going around. I'm kind of sick too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of my friends, like, under the weather, it's funny, I've, like, quarantined my apartment. Anyone that comes over, I'm, like, hosing them down with ice balls. Yeah. I'm like, I do not have time to get sick. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's going around. I'm usually in close quarters with Joe here when we're doing this, so I'm wearing a mask right now just to make sure I don't catch uh, patient X here. Yeah, it was funny. I was talking uh, to my aunt the other day on the phone, and she doesn't she doesn't understand how I travel so much. And uh, she's always like, "I hope you're taking your medicine." She's like, "You need to start wearing those masks to the airport." And I'm like, "No, those are the people I stay away from." <laughs> so I'm not going to be one of those. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, like I said, we have our our you know, you are a model, things along those lines. So, how, how did you get into all of that? Okay. Uh, young I started in pageants growing up um I did the whole like fake hair fake teeth thing at a very young age <laughs> so that kind of got me um in line to start like modeling acting I've done a few commercials here and there I've actually done a commercial that I got after working with NASCAR and IndyCar um with Sunoco Gasoline um with the Graham Ray Hall commercial that he did um I also was in Ride Along Chino as an extra for that I've done Sunny Delight commercials Planners Peanut commercials but most of my life I've done modeling, all types. I did runway when I was younger, print, ad, um, but as I've gotten older, it's mostly been promotional work. Um, and I will say Monster got me probably most of my jobs or most of my connections that I have now. Uh, they kind of opened the doorway for a lot of things I do now, and I do a lot all over. Um, I pretty much live on an airplane. I'm based in Orlando, um, but I'm originally from South Carolina. I'm originally from a really small town, um, so it's nice. I've traveled all over the country, and I mostly work out of Vegas, Miami, LA, um, I was just in Chicago, so I've gotten to do a lot of things, represent a lot of brands, a lot of companies, uh, mostly racing. I'm kind of getting out of that now, but I still work with them really closely. Um, I'm still very much in touch with everyone in NASCAR and Monster Energy, and I still get a chance to work a lot of races for not only NASCAR, but IMSA, um, which is, you know, Ferraris, um, Lamborghinis, if anyone follows the Mercedes circuit or anything like that, and then I get to do some IndyCar stuff, too, so it's really cool. I've gotten a lot of really exciting things okay damn you're busy yeah <laughs> really really busy yeah, wow. i go to my nine to five and i'm sweating <laughs> it's funny i wouldn't have it any other way though like i i do travel like i'd say i pretty much haven't been home longer than a week since february but it's funny I've, i kind of complain about it like right now i'm like oh i'm so tired i'm kind of getting sick but after i'm home for like four or five days i start getting like 
like an itch, you know, I'm like, okay, so where am I going again? Like, I was just looking at my calendar, and I'm like, I'm going to be home for two weeks, this is really nice, and I know next week I'm going to be like, okay, I need to go somewhere. So, I, I complain about it a lot, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Do you have, like, a specific place you just love going to all the time? Um, yeah, I guess so. This past year, uh, I started working at SLS Hotels, I don't know if you're familiar with them, um, they're with SB, uh, they're in, like, Vegas, uh, Beverly Hills, uh, Miami, and the Bahamas, and I'm with the one in the Bahamas. Okay. So, SLS is a hotel brand that most people, I'm sure, they're all over the world. Um, I'm sure you've heard of them, and I get to go, and I get to stay in the Bahamas every three weeks to a month, so that's one of my favorite jobs, I guess you could say. Okay. That's one I look forward to going to all the time. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm in the Bahamas, like, I, I guess every three weeks. Customs is kind of starting to question me. <laughs> I'm lie. Um, I have a work visa every time, but now I have to send it in, like, I guess two weeks before I have to fill it out. And they're, every time I go through customs, they're like, so you're that model that works at SOS. I'm like, yep, that's me. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm going to get pulled into secondary questioning after this interview. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, it's not a bad job for it to be going down to the uh, Bahamas every that's few uh, every three weeks. weeks. I haven't been there once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw a postcard once. I can get you a discount on a room. Just let me know when you want to go. All right, I'm going to take you up on that. My wife is always itching to go away. I'm always itching to get away from my wife, so. Plan <laughs> a nice boys trip. I'm yes. There. Really good restaurants, a nightclub. Here I am. See, see, I'm working already. There we go. You, you want to promote, you can promote. Yeah. Now, um, getting back to, like, the whole monster thing, like, how did you get into this? Like, how did you find out about them? Did they find you? What was the whole process to get the interview with them? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I mean, obviously, I do a lot on social media, and everybody thinks that I get, like, the unsolicited pictures of most of my DMs, but that's not, I mean, I get a lot of those, but that's <laughs> what I get is, how do I get into Monster, and how do I work for Monster, and a bunch of girls messaging me, but um, I actually started because um, a bunch of my friends, and it's funny, a former boyfriend of mine back in high school, this was many years ago, um, like I said, I started working for them in 2011, so it's been a while ago. Um, but I went to a supercross race, you know what that is, dirt yep. bike racing, indoors, and um, so I went to a supercross race, it was in Atlanta, because originally I am from South Carolina, so the Georgia Dome is about a hop and a skip, it's like a, like an hour, hour and a half from where I grew up, Okay. so we went every single year, like two years in a row, and I met the boss of Monster Energy, Kelly Lausch, and the Monster Girl model boss, I guess you could say, and yeah, it kind of just took off from there, she's like, have you ever thought about working for Monster Energy, and I was like, no, and I saw like a bunch of the girls like holding the heat cards, and the... 32nd board, and I was like, that, that was kind of cool. I mean, I come to these races anyway, you know, I might as well make a job out of it. And the rest is kind of history. I worked my first race, um, I guess, like a week or two after that. I went to Houston Supercross, and then I went here and I went there, and it just kind of went all over. And I had never really traveled. I mean, I traveled like, you know, a lot doing pageants when I was younger and doing some modeling here and there, but it was all like pretty local stuff. Next thing I knew, I was getting flown all over the country working these events. And wow. It kind of just took off. I started first as like a monster girl, and then I worked Supercross, Arena Cross, PBR, um, you know, X Games, Superbike, MotoGP. I'm trying to think, gosh, they sponsor everything. Um, I was working all these sporting events, and I sometimes didn't know what I was doing half the time. I didn't know who these riders or drivers were. I was just kind of clueless to it all. I'd never really been like a sporty type of girl. Um, my family all, like, 
I grew up like a Clemson Tiger fan and Carolina Panthers fan. So it was like, you know, my family always had me at football games. And, you know, being from the South, everybody just automatically assumed I would know things about NASCAR. But I didn't know anything about it. My dad was like a big Deller and Hart fan when I was little, but that's all I kind of knew. Um, so, yeah, I got booked for my first NASCAR race. And I was like, NASCAR, this, this is going to suck. All these <laughs> do is go around, like, left in a circle a bunch of times. Like, this is so lame. Like, I cannot believe I'm working this event. And it started off really, really small, actually. Like, I was the first monster girl, well, me and another girl were the first monster girl to ever work for NASCAR or work a NASCAR race. Um, and it was in Bristol, Tennessee. And so, you know, did Redneckville and everything. But it's funny, I call Bristol, like, my home track now. Okay. And yeah, so it was cool. We went to the race. We worked, and it wasn't anything like monsters involved with NASCAR now. Very, very small, very minute. And yeah, so I started working all of the races, and we kind of just came up with an idea, like, well, they have Miss Sprint Cup and Miss Coors Light. We need a Miss Monster Energy. So it was kind of born after that, I guess. Okay, so when you started, you were that—that that was still during the. Uh, was that Nextel Cup or was that Sprint Cup at that point? Um, it was Sprint Cup okay. at that time, but I didn't actually start working NASCAR until 2012. So I started with Monster in 2011, but I didn't work my first NASCAR until 2012. And we were on the Xfinity Series, or, well, no, back then it was Nationwide. Yeah, yeah Nationwide. Nation, God, yeah, it's been a long time. It was the Nationwide Series, and we were sponsored for Kyle Busch. And, yeah, with Joe Gibbs Racing, we were a very small sponsor with Kurt. And then as the years progressed, we progressed and we started doing more and more and more. And it's funny um, that they talked about, I don't know if you heard or watched the news when they were all talking about, oh, these Monster Girl outfits. Well, we had that problem way back then. You know, there was always a big misconception of me coming on the track and it was kind of frowned upon, you know, and NASCAR being, you look back at like the Winston Cup girls and like, you know, I've done the Miller Coors like calendar for NASCAR, and I've worked closely with Miller Coors and everything. And um, but even back then, a long time ago, they had girls out there—Bush girls, Budweiser girls—you know—and nobody ever said anything about it. But when I came along and I worked my first NASCAR race with this Monster outfit, it was kind of like frowned upon me coming on the track. And so it was Monster constantly fighting and battling with NASCAR. You know, this Christian-based, Bible-based sport where they were like, "Well, we don't want girls." scandally clad dress like that on the track and it was kind of like us like bumping heads with them a lot and eventually as you know it kind of just was I was the main girl and I kind of knew the ins and outs and NASCAR is very tight-knit you know it's a family and I will say this I love everyone in NASCAR but it's very hard to get in and it's very hard to be accepted sometimes especially when it's something new NASCAR does not like new and so hmm. It was very hard for us to get in there, but we did, and we kind of molded our way in, but that was kind of the whole concept of the fire suit came about. It was, you know, they're used to girls being out there, all the Sprint Cup girls and the Miss Corps Flight, they're used to those girls being out there in a fire suit. You know, here you have your girl coming out there in like a sports bra and like a, a little mini skirt and like Baja boots, you know? It was, it was hard for them to get adjusted to, but eventually they did, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was really good friends, too, with Amanda Mertz at the time was Miss Coors Light. I became really good friends, and um, so, yeah, it was just kind of us for a while, and then other girls got brought in, and now it's, you know, it's, now it's the Monster Energy uh, Cup Series, and there's, like, 20 girls out there on the track. So. Wow. You got the ball rolling. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's funny that you say that because, I mean, I, my father watched NASCAR from before I was born. And I always remember watching it as a kid with him. And after the, you know, whenever whoever won, you know, Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, any of the old guys, the Miss Winston Cup would always, you know, there would be the photos with them giving him the kiss, things like that, which, you know, you look at it now is not anything big, but now, but now they're making, they're kind of scrutinizing you for wearing what you consider scantily clad things. I mean, I just find it kind of weird that, you know, you're there to represent the company, wear the brand, and this is the uniform that it's in, but you're not doing anything along those lines. But back in the day when, you know, the winner had to get the kiss, it, that was fine. It just, to me, I just kind of find that a little bit funny that NASCAR, especially as you say, you know, tradition, it's something old like that, that they would be so offended by the what you're wearing. But back in the day, these women would have to always kiss the, you know, the winner for a picture, things along those lines. Right, and I think... Um Again, and that's kind of the argument that we always kind of made, and it, it took a while. I will say that, and even when the girls started, when so I wore a fire suit for I don't know three or four years with them, and or yeah, about well yeah like two, two or three years with them, and and it was fine. But my fire suit was also tight. My fire suit was very 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 tight. <laughs> I mean, every single inch was fitted exactly to my body. And so it was also that too, like, well, her fire is usually tight, and da, 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 you know, and so it was always something. And now, again, there's not a problem with it anymore, but I think it's just, I think they don't really like news, and not just NASCAR in general, but I think the fans too, it's hard for them to accept something new. I mean, obviously, fans are watching, you know, and of course, I mean, I wouldn't say any of the men had a problem with it, but of course the women are like, I don't want my children watching if there's going to be girls wearing that. But if you look back on tradition and you look back at where NASCAR came from, this was the norm, you know? Um, I think now it just took a while for people to get more or less like acclimated back into it again. And, you know, now no, nobody's even talking about the monster girls being out there beside the drivers now. But yeah, for, I guess, the first six months when they started the game, people were not a fan of it at all. Oh, yeah, I mean, I can remember watching, you know, TV, and you, you'd hear a little bit of the backlash with it. And, I mean, uh-huh. I, I would always think it was just kind of silly. I mean, this is the change in the times. This is, you know, this is mild compared to, you know, other people. I mean, you look at UFC with the ring girls. I mean, they're wearing, you know, essentially like a bikini out there. But, I mean, NASCAR is its, you know, it, it is tradition. It's something that's old. So I understand where they're going with that. Right, and then even speaking of that, there's actually two, like, two monster girls, um, Desi and Kayla, who were working with for Takante for the fight last year in Vegas, and they were the ring girls, and they thought they would do some social media promoting for them, you know, for free. Neither of them got paid for the shoot or the video, and I don't know exactly the whole story. This is just something, some bits and pieces that I know, but they did a video where they were, you know, drinking the beer and, like, pouring the beer out. And the video was a little sexy, and the girls are in bikinis or in red bikinis, you know, but they're full-on representing Takante. And you, like you said, that's what they wear ringside. They were actually pulled off the ring after the video came out and, you know, fired from Takante for hiding the video out. And it was just on their social media, you know. It was kind of like free advertisement for Takante. Like, the videos went viral. You know, so you think that they would love that, and it's all great publicity, but... I don't know, some people, you know, and sometimes I think you have to pick and choose your battles. You, you have to look at it like, hey, this is our, this is free advertisement for us, you know? People are talking, and I think Monster takes everything with a stride, 
you know, you know, they kind of are like, um, I don't know, like a company that kind of likes to butt heads with people. They like to, they like to create drama because if you don't have drama, then you're not talking about them. So for them, it was just like a lot of free publicity and free advertisement. You know, they're in the New York Post, they're in the Times, they're in this, they're in this. You know, people are just they're in the Daily Mail. People are talking about it constantly. It's creating drama, and people are tuning into the races to see like, are the girls going to cover up or are they not? You know. So either way, I don't think any publicity is always bad publicity. If people are talking, then at least they're talking about you. Oh, absolutely. Now, I mean, you say it that way, um, where Monster per se is a little bit edgy, things along those lines. Is there any disqualifications for them to hire you? Like, are tattoos looked at, at as bad as, you know, multiple piercings? You know, think like, you know, nose rings, things like that, where they, they may not want to have you. Or is kind of anything goes? And with that question, I mean, you have extreme sports, you have the X Games, you have things along those lines. Would they put someone who may have a, an, a tattoo to that where they would put, say, maybe a more wholesome looking image to NASCAR? Well, I think, you know, everyone knows Monster is pretty edgy, but they all obviously want their girls to look clean cut and nice and classy. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter if you're out there in a bikini or a crop top or whatever. You always want your girls to look at least nice, but they're representing, you know, your company, your brand. You don't, you're not just going to put anybody out there. And I know that's a little harsh to say it sometimes, but it is an image. And you do have to uphold it. And I mean, trust me, I would love to just do whatever I want. I'd love to be able to, you know, I'm not, I'm not really edgy. You know, I am pretty like, if anyone sees my clothes, whatever, I'm full and hair. It's always like really done up and everything. And I'm always super dressed up, always in heels and stuff. So that's not my personality. But if I wanted to dye my hair pink or purple or yellow or whatever color I wanted to color it, I wouldn't be able to do that. And not just with Monster, but that's any modeling agency. Like I'm, I'm hired for the image that I uphold. You know, you can't just go out there and change role appearance tomorrow and expect to still get booked the same job. But with that being said, they are really lenient on some things. Like, I know a lot of girls have tattoos, and they still work a lot of the jobs. I have tattoos. I have two tattoos. They're very small, and they are always covered up in any of my jobs that I work. But um, there are some jobs um, with Monster, like the music, now, and... This is just, like, not even against, like, girls have tattoos or anything like that. I wasn't even, not really allowed to work music, but I requested one time. I was like, hey, I've worked every event for you guys, so I've never worked in music ones. I really want to work, like, South by Southwest. I really want to work music. And I was kind of told I wasn't grungy enough for it. <laughs> so they have girls that they don't, specific, like, specify whether or not you can and can't work certain events. But I will say this. There is some girls that get booked for some things and some girls that get booked for other things. You know, I was always the blonde hair bombshell, like Southern girl that got to herself in NASCAR stuff because I just kind of fit NASCAR. I'm from the South and, you know, I can relate to a lot of the fans. Now, there's a lot of other girls who are, you know, more edgier, have a few more tattoos that are really into rock and, you know, that type of music that get booked for the music event. And there's some girls that work PBR. And sometimes it's by height, too. If you're going to have two girls there at the same time, you don't want one girl that's like 5'11", another girl that's 5'2". So it's all there. It's done more precisely than you think it is. Each girl is kind of booked and kind of placed where they would fit in with the sport, where they could relate to the fans, where that's the image that if Monster's going to have a bunch of pictures taken with that girl at that event, she's going to fit in, you know? Okay. Now, like, this kind of goes into my next question. Like, do you get to pick which, um, like, events you go to? And, I mean, obviously you did a lot of NASCAR. And they may 
book two, three, four of you girls to go out to the race. Who gets to pick for uh, who's going to be in, like, say, Winter's Circle? Or is it, like, a cat fight for that? I mean, how does that uh, really kind of like work? I, I guess it's kind of like a queen talk. You know, you're not going to have... <laughs> every girl gets along. Like, it's not really any drama or, or anything like that. I mean, of course, there's going to be, you know, things that happen. Like, there's a bunch of girls working together. So, of course, people aren't going to get along. It's not going to be, you know, sugar canes and sugar plums all the time. But, um, I mean, for the most part, everyone gets along. But everybody knows that each girl deserves their chance. You're not going to put, this, like, the same girl beside the driver every single that's not fair, you know. We're all here to work. We're all here to have fun. So it's always fair that they just mix it up sometimes, you know. Okay. <clears throat> now, it like you said, you uh, you kind of picked it like that, and I've I've noticed like you know watching a few races, watching the promos that they have for like the commercials, the pre-race, um, when they come back from commercial break, it seems like they have like you know a redhead, a brunette, a, someone um, black hairs, a blonde. That's strategically done. This is all kind of how they, I mean, the, you say that they're very strategic in their things. This is definitely something that they, that they try to strive to do to, I guess, get every person out there, every demographic for someone to watch to notice you. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, come on, you're a guy. Every guy has their, like Nick, I guess you could say. Their you know, type. you have like some guys prefer brunettes, some girls prefer guys prefer blondes, some guys prefer redheads, you know, it kind of just depends on what, you know, you like, per se, you know, if there's a bunch of blondes out there, then of course they would get backlash, like, all you hire is blondes, you know, and if there's a bunch of brunettes, then all you hire is brunettes, so you got to kind of mix it up a little bit, um, I mean, there's a flavor for everyone, strawberry, vanilla, chocolate, <laughs> it's all out there, <laughs> I mean, I am a blonde, I think blondes have more fun, but you got to... You gotta keep the eyes pleasing for everyone. Uh, how many events do you do in a year? Would you say? Uh, that's kind of hard. Uh, so I used to work every single NASCAR race. So there's about thirty-eight to forty races a year. Okay. So yeah, give or take some here and there. But I would also work things like X Games during the week. I would work um, like the Walmart trade show conventions. I'd work NACS, um, which is National Association of Convenience Stores. Um, at this national sales meeting. I'd work some golf tournaments here or there. So it kind of just depends. I mean, depending on where you live, because it is about travel and stuff too, um, and depending on what circuit you're on, you know, if you're working all the Supercross races, then you're set from working January to May every single weekend, you know. And if you're working mm -hmm. all the NASCARs, it's kind of February to November every weekend. And some girls are on the skateboarding events, and some girls, you know, work are in Vegas, so they work all the some girls are in New York, and there's not that many events in New York, so it kind of just depends on your location. I mean, obviously, there's girls all over the U.S., so unless they have to, they're not going to fly in 20-something girls to Vegas when they already have 20 girls that live there. Okay. Yeah, now, so it kind of just depends on where you live, um, and yeah, the sport you're kind of put on that year. Now, when it comes to travel, like how you mentioned this, do does Monster actually pay for you to fly out, or is this something that you you have to do on your own? No, they cover all expenses. Oh, all right, so that's a good gig. Travel yeah. <laughs> per diem, yeah. They cover everything. They they do take very good care of their girls. All right. Um. Now, in your in your honest opinion, what do you? I mean, obviously, I'm assuming you make pretty good money for this. I mean let alone just modeling in and, in and of itself, but to be able to have the exposure, be on TV, things along those lines. 
I mean, what do you find more valuable, the actual money of doing an event or the exposure to, you know, your brand being well, not, I mean, not, not monster, you know, but you, yeah, sorry. um, not just monster, but you, your own personal brand for, you know, being able to go into other things. Like you said, you did Coors Light, Continental Tires. It, I mean, is the money more valuable or is it able to book more things because of the exposure on it? Um, honestly, I mean, like I was saying, the, the money's awesome, you know, you make really good money doing it, but money only lasts for a while, you know, and especially nowadays everything is so expensive, so it's hard to make it last, but the exposure will last a lifetime, you know, I've gotten so many jobs from it, you know, I'm doing this radio show right now because of Monster, and that got me exposure to that, I've done many radio shows, I was also doing a podcast earlier in the year by Amazon, I kind of had to put it on the back burner because of time and everything I have going on, but it really did open so many doors for me. You know, I've done interviews with ESPN, Fox Sports. Um, you know, I've been on so many live networks because of it. Um, it's it's really good to be able to put that down on your resume. That's for sure. Um, again, the Continental Tire thing. I, it introduced me to people in IndyCar, and so I've gotten jobs with IndyCar. You know, the commercial that I did, it's introduced me to agencies and just networking in general, you know, just being at a race, you meet so many people that you wouldn't think you that you would meet. And then you run into them later or, for instance, um, people that don't work for Monster anymore, like a former boss of mine, she doesn't work with the company anymore and she's running the models for this other brand and she kind of approached me and was like, hey, um, I'm working for this other company now. I really want you to come work for us. And, you know, as, as long as you do your job, then people see at the race or at the event or here, you know, word of mouth is everything, especially in this industry, you know, and, you know, networking and just communicating and meeting other people, that's where you get most of the jobs from. I mean, agencies, yeah, sure. Like, I get a lot of jobs through agencies, but most of my jobs, honestly, that I've booked the past few years have just been word of mouth that hmm. other people have talked about me or said, you know, hey, I know Candace, she's worked for me here, she did an awesome job, or I've seen her work before, or really professional here or she can relate to these people here her personality fits with this and it's gotten me so many jobs and introduced me to so many people and again I run into those people like a lot of the girls most of my best friends that I have now I met through Monster and sure they live all over so it's nice when we work a lot of jobs together I was just you know Dan Balderian watched his Ignite cannabis brand last week and that's something that has nothing to do with racing and I got introduced to that by someone I, that I had worked for with Monster before, and I'd met a lot of girls there, ran into them, and then a lot of the Monster girls I worked with previously, I ran into them and worked with them at a fitness um, event this past weekend in Chicago. So it's not just, you know, sporting events or racing. I mean, it's open doors all over for me. Nice. Uh, so going back to the whole NASCAR thing, uh, after a race is over, um, do you usually, like, hang around? Like, are you obligated to stay? Do you take photos of people? Or, like, what's what's that like? What do you, what do, you do after the race? Yeah, so, I mean, you're not obligated to stay around. Every, all the girls now have to stay for Victory Lane. Um, and so, as soon as Victory Lane's over, you're done. You pretty much leave. I was always <laughs> one, you know, just, NASCAR kind of became my family. So, I always stayed around and I always hung out after the races. Um, it's good for me because a lot of the people I don't get to see very often anymore um or back then that was kind of the only family i knew when you're with those people every single weekend for like five years straight they become you know your only friends at that point um 
But now I still stay around because it's like, oh, I haven't seen these people in forever. You know, I'm going to stay and hang out as long as I can or they'll bring me out to other races. I don't go to every race now, but um, the race I do go to now, I stay for the whole weekend or I'll stay after. And, you know, everyone goes to dinner or everyone goes to the after parties. Everyone just hangs out together, you know. Everyone's just one big happy family. That's cool. But I will say this, on Sunday after the race is over, that, that's more or less like Friday and Saturday, but after the race is over on Sundays, everyone's like, all right, I'm out. Like, everyone's done. You know, it's, it's been a long weekend at that point. Everybody's just ready to go home. Yeah. Now, like you said, you still talk to most of the uh, the other girls that you worked with. Um, I mean, do they, do they all kind of live in the same area? I mean, obviously, with NASCAR, it's a, per se a southern sport. You know, I mean, obviously, NASCAR goes west, things along those lines. We're, we're from New York here, so we have Watkins Glen. Um, actually, Pocono is only about, I think, maybe an hour from us. So, I mean, you do have races that are in the more northern states, but the the most of you girls kind of live down in the, the south, per se? Most of the girls that work the NASCAR races do live more or less like in Charlotte just because it's really convenient and they live like more south. Um, Watkins Glen is actually one of my favorite tracks. So um, I love that you guys live near there. But um, <laughs> yeah, Pocono, I've actually, it's funny you say that. Uh, as many of the NASCAR races I work, it's the only track on the circuit I've never been to, ever. See, neither have I, so next time you get tickets. No, the girls kind of live all over, you know, I'd say NASCAR, most of them live in the South, um, just because it's more, like, convenient for them to book them, and most of the races are, you know, Southern-based, so it's easier for them, but no, the girls live all over. I have friends, like, in New York, I have friends in Chicago, Dallas, L.A., Vegas, you know, Arizona, California, girls live everywhere. All right. I'd like to, uh, I guess, maybe give you some rapid-fire questions now, mainly about NASCAR. It's something that I do watch. I watch it every week. I watch, you know, the Truck Series. I watch Xfinity. I watch, you know, uh, Monster. A little bit of a rapid-fire with um, what you, what your opinion is. You don't have to give an answer on it if, you know, it, it, it might be something that could, uh, you know, give you problems later on if you're at a track or whatnot. But um, okay. which driver... Yes or no, no, just uh, uh, na- name the driver, if you will. Name the driver? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, ooh, what, ooh, okay. <laughs> so which driver is the most fun? Like, when you're at the track, who's the who's the guy that's like, he's out there, he's always having a good time? Who's that guy? Oh, do you mean, like, outside of the racetrack or? At, at, at the track. If, like, I was to go and get an infield, you know, ticket to go, you know, sit in, sit in the uh, infield, and who would be the most um, outgoing, you know, take photos, sign autographs, guys like that? Kurt Busch. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, who's the most boring? Oh, Kyle Busch. <laughs> All right. I, I definitely could see that one. <laughs> Why? Is he, like, a really boring guy? <laughs> no, no. He's just... There, Straight, he, like... there are people who... and. I mean, you should agree with me on this. There are people who love Kyle. There are people who hate Kyle. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. he's a very polarizing figure. But I mean, very talented. But just uh, what I consider a very polarizing guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the biggest party animal out there? Ooh, Ryan Blaney. Really? I I. I feel like I feel like he's gonna listen to this too. I hope so. <laughs> I that he's actually my favorite. I he's actually my favorite driver. Um, it used to be Tony Stewart. Before yeah, that, it was. Oh, he really 
Yeah. Before that, it was Bill Elliott, like I said, from way back when my dad watched. But Blaney is Blaney's actually one of the reasons why we started this uh, podcast. So if he is listening to this, he gets all the credit for what's going on right now. Um, I was I was actually thinking you might. Know, he's a nice guy. I was gonna think you were gonna say uh, Boyer. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's a few of them. It's just that that's kind of the first one that came to my. I mean, I can name like five, but that was the first one that came to my head. All right, good. I'm I'm glad it's Blaney. That that kind of that kind of makes me happy about it. Um, what about arrogant? Who who thinks arrogant. that? Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> now, listen. I, like I said, uh, Kyle, it, you can't you can't deny his talent. I mean, he he is out there. He's doing the, especially this year. I mean, he's having a monster year, and you can't take away the talent. But again, I mean, I remember watching. I can't remember what uh, race he won when he did like the crybaby thing. I was just like, man, you you are either making people love you or hate you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, he has the talent to back it up, so I'll, I'll hand it to him on that. Now, how is the um, how is the relationship with the driver's wives, girlfriends things with, obviously, like I said, you're, you're someone who's out there to promote your brand. You've said that, you know, you're wearing, I don't want to say any you know, more um, sexy clothes, I guess you could say. Do any of the wives get jealous? Are they, is there anything, you know, any animosity, I guess, with that? No, 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 no. Um, not that I'm aware of. Um, Whitney Dillon, um, formerly Whitney Ward, uh, her and I knew each other before um, she started working for Monster. And, you know, we knew each other, we knew each other through, like, social media and everything. And um, I was like, yeah, you should start working with Monster for us. She was a Titans cheerleader at the time. And she started working and she met Austin Dillon and then now they're married and so yeah her and I are really good friends before um beautiful couple have a great relationship she's best friends with Mariel um who is a former monster girl still a monster girl but well she started off as a monster girl but now she kind of you know is like the ringleader of a lot of the girls um still works for monster as a monster girl um and not just NASCAR but she works on other things as well um, but yeah, she's actually engaged to one of Austin's pit crew guys, Paul Swan. Um, yeah, so no, not at all. And then Ashley Bush, she's married to Kurt, and she's such a sweetheart. Um, yeah, everybody's just one big happy family, I guess you could say. Ricky's sister, Stacy, I know her really well. Um, his girlfriend, she's so sweet. Uh, yeah, everyone, and yeah, we kind of just all hang out together. Okay. <laughs> we kind of just party together, like, I mean... There's people like one of my friends, Courtney, she used to work for Fanatics, and her now fiance she's engaged to, they actually got engaged at Bristol, um, is Austin's um, coach driver. So yeah, I feel like everybody's just one big happy family. Everybody parties together. We all hang out together. Um, it's the girls, um, Whitney and Ashley and Mariel and a few of the other wives of drivers are doing a show called Racing Live on CMT. It's actually coming out in January. I'll plug that for them. Everybody go watch it. <laughs> but it's about um, the world and the lives of the racing wives. Because, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, these drivers this and these drivers that, but the, the wives are there every single weekend. They're on the track, and, you know, it's the parents they have to uphold, too, just like the Monster Girls. They have to look good on camera in front of everyone. And, 
yeah, you're, you're always on the go and you're always traveling. So it, it takes a toll too, but you know, and they all, all have their own stuff going on. You know, Samantha Bush has her own boutique and Whitney and Meryl have their blog and Denny Hamlin's um, girlfriend, they have two children together. She has um, a brand called Custom Clutch Collection and then Ashley Bush is a um, polo player. So yeah, everyone has their own stuff going on and it's kind of, we're all just thrown in this crazy world of racing together. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I you you just kind of let me know something. I didn't know that Whitney was actually um, a monster girl. I I had no clue about that. But um, Mariel's actually getting married, right? And Whitney is her like maid of honor. Yes. All right. There we go. See, I'm 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 down with the uh, the NASCAR wives oh, here. Good I, job. I, good job, Tom. Uh, yeah, <laughs> See? a couple of the girls are in the wedding, and then former. Uh, if you really follow NASCAR for a while, um, one of my good friends too, uh, former. Miss Course Light, Amanda Mertz, is in the wedding as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah. See, everybody's just one family. I guess it's, it's really tight-knit. Like I, I was saying, everyone knows everybody. I will say, that's really nice to hear, especially, like, in sports, because you don't hear that too often. Like, usually it's a lot of bad blood. Um, that's, that's that's really cool to hear. No, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it could be, but, you know, why, why would you make, you know, create all this drama and everybody can just get along. I think it's better, you know, when everyone's working together and uplifting each other and, you know, they do a lot of events together and, you know, a lot of charities together. So I think it's awesome, you know, everyone can be more powerful together, work together, women lifting up other women. Right. Now let's, let's get to tracks and fan bases. Who's the, what's the, what's your favorite track to go to for watching an event? This is so hard. I hate this question. I get asked <laughs> all the time. Um, can I give you a couple? Sure. Absolutely. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, sorry. Um, can I give you a couple of them? Absolutely. Okay. So Bristol is, like I said, my home track. That's my very first NASCAR race, and the fans there are just out of this world. It's a short track, half-mile track, if you watch NASCAR. So um, I always love watching it from the seats. You can see the whole track at once. It's pretty much the only track that you can see the whole track at one time. So you can catch everything that's going on because it happens so fast. Um, and there's this little lane called Jelloville where if you try to on your golf cart, they'll throw you Jello shots. <laughs> um, and then there's the Jack Daniels stage. It's really fun. Um, there's always cool concerts going on there, and the fans just get wild and crazy. And I run into a lot of, like, old fans I've met in my first race, so it's good to see them again. Um, Talladega, because you have Talladega Boulevard, and it's just like the mecca for NASCAR racing. Um, I, I think it's cool to go out to Sonoma, because, like, again, the road course, and then there's wine country, and I love wine. <laughs> uh, but a lot of celebrities come out to, like, Fontana and Sonoma, because it's in California, so that's kind of cool to see celebrities you wouldn't normally see. We have, like, Migos there this year. You don't really see rappers coming to NASCAR, and you have Caitlyn Jenner, so that's kind of cool. Um and then Miami, Homestead Weekend, you know, it's a championship weekend, last race of the year, so all the big parties are going on, and yeah, it's, it's always a good time. Watkins Glen holds a little small place in my heart. I, I love the Glen. It's like one of my favorite tracks, and I'm close with the track. They send me socks and stuff. I help promote their races every year. Um, and then Michigan is cool because they always do, in the infield, people set up their coaches and their RVs as like school buses and they do like contests and they have like whipped cream and like foam parties like all kinds of weird stuff going on in the infield so that's always a good time <laughs> alright what's the worst track 
uh, the worst tribes, probably Atlanta. Really? Atlanta. Yeah, and it's it's weird. It's just like I don't know. There's just not a lot going on there. And I love Atlanta. I grew up around there. My my boss with Monster, she pretty much helped start you know NASCAR from nothing with Monster and brought it up to where it is today. Uh, Carrie Cellini, shout out to Carrie. Uh, she is runs Kurt stuff now, and yeah, she started Monster from the ground up with NASCAR. Um, so yeah, she she lives in that area too, and. Monster has a headquarters there, so you'd think it would be really big there, but no, it's just it's not really a good track to me. I don't know. All right. I'm really a fan of going to that one. Now, you talked about uh, Talladega and the Boulevard, mm-hmm. and what do you think is more of a party atmosphere, that or when they do the Darlington throwback? Definitely Talladega. I heard some wild stories about that. Do you have any that you would like to share? <laughs> Not that probably get me in trouble. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's really fun. Uh, we always have Jamie Spears come out. Uh, Brittany Spears' father, he comes out and does all our catering and all our food. So we always throw, throw a huge party at the end of the boulevard. There's always a fight going on that weekend. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they do like a baked bean eating and like a hot dog eating contest. And the drivers are throwing bullets, like water balloons at everybody. Um, I, will, I think that's where everyone gets the most rowdy. The drivers and everyone included, everyone with NASCAR is always partying at Talladega. Uh, Jeff Gordon's done some big parties there before. We always end up back in the driver owner lot, and we're always bouncing between each bus, going to different buses and and just partying the, the night away. It's it's always a crazy night. And I think it's because everyone starts on the boulevards. You're kind of like forced to go out, so it's like no one can really stay in, you know, and then. You, you always, we always have like someone big performing too, so there's always a big concert. So everyone gets a little drunk, and then no one ever wants to party. And come on, it's Talladega. So <laughs> let's just say we've all woke up with a few hangovers the next day in Talladega. I think I think the very first time I wore my fire suit, yeah, it was it was in Talladega a few years ago, and it was the first like I'd only worn it for photo shoots at that point and like appearances. I'd never worn it on the track. Obviously, I'd been on the track multiple times. I didn't realize, you know, being in the suit and it being that tight, because it was made, it's made of the same thing that the guys are made of, and they're like, you're lost in a fire for eight minutes, I'm like, I'm not going to be getting into a fire anytime soon, because I'm on the track, and I'm standing there, and I'm actually doing an interview with NASCAR Illustrated, you know, it, the boulevard was the night before, they had the big parade, and so I wasn't really feeling that well that morning, and I'm just literally swaying during the interview the whole time, I'm like, oh my god, it's so hot, I'm going to say it, so Talladega gets a little wild. All right. Now, getting back to, like, Monster, like, what are kind of some of the perks of it? I mean, like, do you get endless supplies of, uh, you know, the drinks, anything along those lines? Do they do they give you, like, stipends or, you know, let you get free gym membership, tanning, things along those lines? Like, what's what's the perk of being a Monster Energy Girl? I could clothe everyone um, in the city that I live in with monster clothes. I guess that's pretty cool because they don't sell any of the merchandise. Um, so I have, any, I, have, I have everything. I have mason jars with monster on there. I have bottle openers. Um, I have, like, bar mats. Um, you know, I've gotten refrigerators sent to people that I know. Um, I get, yeah, an endless supply, I guess you could say. My mom's a really big fan of the Java, so for Mother's Day, all she requested <laughs> was that her refrigerator be filled with Java Monster, and so I got to make that happen. Um, That's good yeah, stuff. We, we don't get any, like, gym memberships or tanning memberships. Um, you know, there are um, a company out in L.A. that will spray tan up from certain events and, you know, hair and makeup done and 
Johnny Lausch um, is actually, he owns the um, Monster Energy W training facility out in California. And he is married to Kelly Lausch, who's the Monster Model Ball. So I know he trains a lot of the athletes. Um, and, you know, if the other girls want to go in there and train with him, then they can. But it's out in Temecula and, like, Corona, where the headquarters is. But, yeah, I guess it's an unlimited supply of clothing and drinks. Now, what is your favorite flavor? Um, the Ultra Blue. It reminds me of like a. So, the Ultra flavor is actually invented for Monster Girls because it's zero calories, zero sugar, zero everything. Um, and each one of them have like a story on the back of the can. If anyone ever gets bored while you're drinking a monster and want to know the story behind them, it's right on the back. Um, so, yeah, the white can talks about how they thought about the Monster Girls when inventing that one. And the blue one, it kind of reminds me of like a sour shock tart. Um, but I love the, the the new juice ones they have. Pipeline Punch and the Mucho Mango. Those are all really good, but they're full of little sugar, so I try to stay away from those. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, um, I, we pretty much, uh, I busted my brain on everything what I could think of NASCAR because it's actually very nice to be able to, and I, I wish my father was here to be able to have him hear this because, like I said, he was a huge um, fanatic on it. Like I said, I've... I watch it all the time, but um, to change kind of gears now, um, anything that you're doing right now that we would be able to see you on, you know, any promotions, any type of uh, publications, anything along those lines? Yeah, um, I'm actually doing some things right now, like I said, with uh, Dan Valzerian, um cannabis company that he's coming out with called Ignite. Um, if you guys want to check that out, it's pretty cool. He's kind of changing the world with um, the cannabis companies that are coming up. Um, so that, that's kind of cool. I didn't really know anything about it. And then I was also, you know, again, approached with my work for Monster. And I was like, hey, you really need to go on this job. And so, yeah, I kind of been doing some spokesmodel stuff for that. We went out to a couple of the launch parties. So that's to be determined. We'll see. Um, and then I'm doing the one-on-one life for one-on-one fitness. It's a new brand coming up. Um, Corey Lewis, he's a former Patriots player. Um, he came up with his own fitness line. Um, so I've been modeling with them, working with them. I was just actually in Chicago with them this past week. Um, again, SLS Hotels, you can catch me on their billboards or in the Bahamas. I'm in the airport <laughs> um, on the casino machines at the hotel as well. Um, yeah, I'm still doing some stuff with NASCAR. I will be at Texas Motor Speedway for NASCAR this year, and I will be at the Rolex 24 for IMSA, and then um, I will be at Aspen for X Games. And I'll, oh, I'll be at um, Miami Homestead Championship Weekend for NASCAR this year, too. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. When you see your face on, like, a billboard or, you know, at, at an airport, things along those lines, like, what goes through your head? That's really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I always have a picture and send it to my mom. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, look, I made it. <laughs> All right. One time, one of my friends saw me in the airport, and she was like, hey, I saw you in the airport today. And I was like, really? Oh, my God. I was like, show me a picture. She's like, I didn't get a picture. I was like, we're not best friends anymore. Come on now. <laughs> like, when you see your best friend in the airport, you're supposed to take a picture. Some friend. <laughs> no, it, it's always humbling. It's always really cool. Um, funny, I was doing an interview last week, and... I, I talked to my mom about it later, and I was like, I'm so, I'm so stupid. I don't know what I was thinking. She was like, what do you mean? I was like, they just asked me what I like to do for fun, and I was like, oh, I, yeah, I like to um, hang out with my dog, and I like to go on bike rides, and I, like, and I really like to cook, and they asked me what some of my accomplishments were, and I think one of them was like, oh, I'm a great big sister. 
mom was like, what? <laughs> so it, it's cool. Sometimes I guess I kind of forget all the, like, really cool opportunities I've had and how blessed I have been with work and um, all the great jobs I've gotten to do and all the places it was taking me. I, I guess I kind of forget sometimes, but I was talking, again, talking to my mom about it. My mom was like, well, that's good. You know, she's like, I'm actually really proud of you that you said those answers. And, you know, you listed all the, you know, oh, I've, you know, tested or, play, um, or, or for maximum, I've done this, I've done that. And, you know, I did this photo shoot here and I did that photo shoot there and I did this commercial. She was like, it's good that you're like, we're humble. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm proud of you for that. So, Shows you're down yeah. to earth. Now, every week we kind of do this. Um, we're in our third week now. Um, we do football picks. We asked you as being our special guest to make some picks. Um, do you have those? Are you are you ready to uh, lay down on the gauntlet to see uh, how you're going to do this week? It was funny. I was going to text all of my friends like, so who should I pick? But I was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to do this off the top of my head. I'm just going to go with my gut on all of it. All right. So I can't guarantee that I'm, that I'm going to be right. But it's funny. I haven't really been able to follow football this year either. I've only watched like one or two games. So. Not to I'm cut you, win. not to cut you off, but I mean you are from the south. It's college football is obviously huge down there. Are you more of a college fan or are you more NFL? College. Okay. Who's your team? Yeah. Clemson, of course. Come on. Okay. All right. I just had to ask. All right. I mean, whenever you're ready, you throw out our picks. We'll we'll write them down and we'll see how you do next week or this okay. week. So whenever you're ready. No, you can pick any team from um, the 1 o'clock game, the 4 o'clock game, the Sunday night game, and the Monday night game. And then you can pick any any other game from the 1 or 4. Whatever you want. Oh, I don't even look those up. Could you just, like, run them by me? And yeah, we can. Who, who I think is going to win? Right. We can just, run by you. Yep. Right. Okay, there's uh, New Orleans against Atlanta. San Francisco. Yep. San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Oakland Raiders against the Miami Dolphins. Buffalo Bills against the Minnesota Vikings. Indianapolis Colts against the Philadelphia Eagles. Green Bay Packers against the Washington Redskins. Cincinnati Bengals against the Carolina Panthers. Tennessee Titans against Jacksonville Jaguars. Denver Broncos against the Baltimore uh, Ravens. New York Giants against the Houston uh, Texans. So who are you one o'clock. Yeah, those are our one o'clock. So who who are you looking at in those? Oh, I'm gonna watch the Panthers all day. All right. Okay. I'm a Panthers fan. So Panthers are my my number one. The Falcons are my number two. People say you can't do that, but I, I do it. <laughs> well, we we need Cam Newton to do good because he's on my fantasy team. So <laughs> yeah, I love Cam. I love the Panthers. I will pull with the Panthers all day. I bleed blue. All right. We have uh we have three four o'clock games. You just got to pick. Okay. One of these, um, it's Los An- uh, the Los Angeles Chargers against the L.A. Rams. You have the Chicago Bears against the Arizona Cardinals or the Dallas Cowboys against Seattle. Hmm, Cowboys against Seattle. Okay. And I'm going to go with the Cowboys. All right, Cowboys. Our Sunday night game is going to be the New England Patriots against the Detroit Lions. Ugh. Even though they did so bad the other day. You sure did. Yes. And that's a great <laughs> I thing. Say, I will say, the Patriots, yeah. I mean, you can't really, you can never bet against them, though. They may have, like, one off game, but you just can't bet against Tom Brady. Come on. 
Nope, nope. And now, I don't want this to influence you, but my Pittsburgh Steelers are away at Tampa Bay Bucks. Steelers, for sure. There we go. You're from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Every, I feel like all the football teams on the border are terrible. I'm from South Carolina, if that counts. I just live in Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But the Dolphins, come on now, and the Bucks, come on, really? They, they get blacked out in, in, in their hometown. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Steelers, for sure. Okay. Um, funny. I have, like, certain... Like, of course, people, like, you can't cheer for other teams, but as long as they're not playing, like, the Panthers, I have certain teams that I'll, I'll cheer for, you know? I hear you. All right. Um, you said that you were an uh, Atlanta fan. Do you want to, to make your wild card? We have uh, New Orleans at Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. All right. All right. All right, so we got you for your picks. You are locked in. We hope that you do well. Um Fingers crossed. Now I have to actually make sure I turn into all of those games. That's right. <laughs> I'm off this week, so I can. Excellent. Good. All right. I mean, like I said, the uh, floor is yours. If you want to uh, plug your social media, anything along those lines, anything you want to, the we the floor is yours at this point. Yeah. Anyone can follow me on social media. I am on all aspects of social media, of course. Um, you can follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook. I can't guarantee that I will be active on any of those except for Instagram. Um, not very good at keeping up with the other ones, but it's at Candace Harbin, and it's Candace with a K, A-N-D-A-C-E, Harbin, H-A-R-B-I-N. You can follow me. I'm kind of funny, a little sarcastic, and I'm always in really cool places, so you might like what you see. Nice. All right. Well, like I said, we appreciate you coming on. You know, we... uh having me. Had a blast. Good. Like I said, uh, I feel very good now because I get a little bit more insight into uh, NASCAR. Like I said, it's something that pretty much takes up my whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, so. it's good that you're a fan. Yeah, it's awesome. I feel like I feel like that you know the people that are like diehard fans will be fans forever. You know, but I think I think it's good what Monster is doing. You know, they're bringing in like new light to the sport, and they're bringing other events too. You know, we're bringing in. You know, like Machine Gun Kelly, we had the concert for the All-Star Race, and you have Rampage Jackson coming in, and I feel like if you just get the newer generation and, like, the younger ones out there, and luckily, you know, Daniel Suarez will do that, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, you know, Bubba Wallace, with, you know, them getting the younger generation out there, I feel like NASCAR will keep going for a while. Oh, absolutely. They definitely have a, a the young guns coming up. I mean, like I said, Blaney's my number one, Chase is my number two. Bubba's my number three, and I, I hope that they all do uh, they do really good. So nice, you're full of the winners. They're all really great, great guys in and off the track. So awesome. So, like I said, we appreciate you coming on, giving yeah. us uh, your time. Um, if you need anything, like I said, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be out there on our uh, you know our Twitter and Instagram, making sure that you get uh, everything that you need. And like I said, for everyone out there listening, make sure that you're uh, you're following her watch what she's doing like i said she's doing great things for you know monster and being able to publicize them and all of the new companies she's with so like i said again candace we're uh we're very uh pleased that you were able to come on with us yes yeah thank you so much i appreciate it all right not a problem yeah you guys have a great night all right you too candace thanks bye 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 all right that was candace harbin a very lovely woman from the nascar world um and again, her picks were Atlanta, the Carolina Panthers, Dallas Cowboys, 
the New England Patriots, and because of Tom's influence, that's right, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> she so, knows a winner when she sees one. Um, I'm sure she does. <laughs> so let's get into our picks. Yes. Um, I'm going to take uh, in the uh, one o'clock games the uh, Cincinnati Bengals over Carolina. Uh, Bengals are doing pretty damn good so far, and uh, Carolina is not doing so well. Uh, next, I'm picking the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Tennessee Titans. Not. Uh, in the 4 o'clock game, the the Bears, again, over the cards. That Bears defense is a steel curtain, Don't if you, you will. Uh, you, <laughs> if you they, will. They, they are the monsters of Midway at best. Yeah. They are not near oh, the steel curtain. They're a steel curtain. For the uh, for the Sunday night game, this one, uh, this one hurts. I'm going to pick the uh, New England Patriots over the Detroit Lions. And for Monday night, because they are on fucking fire, and that Pittsburgh defense is like a, it's like a, a shell of what they should be. A, uh, I'm picking the Tampa Bay Bucks over the Pittsburgh Steelers. You cut me like a hernia. Right? No, you cut me like a hernia last <laughs> week when you picked the Cowboys over the Giants. Well, who won? Does it matter who won? Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll give you. I'm gonna oh, give. Uh, give, give I'm gonna give my picks, picks. Um, since I didn't. I am now. Uh, well, let's let's get to that. Um, yeah, Mr. X went on a limb and he picked the the Jaguars over over the Pats and it worked out well for him. Uh, he went. Uh, f- I think he went three and two last week mm-hmm. to bring the guest score to six and four. I went on a fucking tear because I know what I'm doing. I went four and one, and I'm back tied to first place now, six to four along with the guests. You, on the other hand, not so well. You are now five three and one because the Pittsburgh Steelers tied. Yes. Yeah. Last week, I, and for everyone out there, uh, last week I was a little bit annoyed, um, so it kind of got me a little bit, uh, a little bit fiery. I was. You know, I, the Steelers didn't tie last week, did they? No, they lost. Who tied? Uh, Green Bay and... That's what it was. Green Bay... Houston? No. Oh, boy. We're, we're bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was Green Bay and... I can cut this part yeah. out. Minnesota. So Green Bay and Minnesota tied, so that kind of that kind of put a little uh, wrinkle in there because we never really addressed what would happen with a tie. Uh, so Tom thinks a tie should be annulled, but he'll always be a game back, which is fine by me because that means he'll he'll lose no matter what. No, pending I go like five nah, and zero for the rest of the season. Yeah, but you always be a game behind, so you always be a game back. Don't you not watch if, baseball? Not if I go <laughs> five and zero for the rest of the season. We're counting ties as ties. Which my picks will go five and zero this week. I don't, I don't know about that, but you're 5-3-1, so you are in second place. Yes, technically and last. this guy in right here you, you're is tied. tied with the guests. So hopefully uh, Candace can bring the guests over to a lead, but I don't know. Uh, she, she, she took some good picks. She did take some but, good um, picks. I'm going to go, because as I said, I, I don't like losing, <laughs> and I, I kind of took some, uh, I guess you could kind of say this was a little bit cheap on my end, but I kind of went with what I consider the uh, surefires. I went on, God help me, I hope that they are surefires. Um, I went with Minnesota over the Buffalo Bills. 
that's a sure that, fire. That's a, right? that's a sure fire. Um, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Um, Rams over the Chargers. Battle of L.A. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and this, this just pains me, this is the only bad thing about us picking the Sunday night, Monday night games. They are a, you know, perennial Super Bowl contender, so they're always going to get that uh, primetime airtime. And that would be the Pats over the Lions. Uh, it just fucking kills me to say that. I mean, I just, I hate it. It's it just it, like. I know, I hate it too. I hate choosing the Pats over anything. And, and the worst part is they're, they're away. Like, and the Lions do have a great quarterback, and it just, mm. I, I wish that they could, but they lost to the Jets. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't take them. You're going to be sure I'm going to get a few texts on that Saturday morning. I'm sure. And I'm going to take my surefire pick because we do not do this. The Pittsburgh Steelers over the Tampa Bay Bucks. I feel that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to break his 87-year-old hip and J.J. Watt is going to be the one who does it and the Steelers are going to win. They lost last week to Kansas City. Mahomes had a that guy's a monster season so far. So far, two games. Let's you know, Colin Kaepernick also had a uh, stellar beginning, and we see where he is now. But but the Steelers' uh, defense is not good this year. uh, Come on, man! They've been. It's not. It's the first two weeks of the season. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's why I'm, I'm. I have hope for my Giants still. Well, I mean, think about it. You got a rookie running back. He's got to get in the game shape. He's got to be able to do that. The Steelers are just—they're getting there. Like I said, they—they they have an all-world, you know, in T.J. Watt. They right. got guys that need to just step it up. We got, you know, a rookie in it at a cornerback. We got we—we we got things that we just need to. The Steelers always find a way to calm it down, bring it out. I know we have some trouble now with, I mean, obviously we've already talked about uh, Le'Veon. Antonio's starting to call a shit. And my personal opinion is, trade them both. Trade them both. You're going to get great draft picks. It kind of sucks because you got your be- the, the probably the best, the best, one of the best running backs in the league and one of the best wide receivers in the league are now giving the Steelers shit. And you know, and, and, it's and like honestly, the team's falling apart, man. We have good, rec- we have good young receivers. You do. You know, Juju's doing good. Um, this Washington kid's good. Um, Jesse James, I mean, he's no Heath Miller, but if he can come out and, and even do a little bit, him and Vance together kind of do that. If they could be like Baby Gronk um, and the Murderer for the Patriots, mm-hmm. if they could do that, get a few dump offs. Connor looking awesome. I think if we even traded them, I wouldn't even be upset, to be honest. And I'm throwing it out now. I'm throwing it out there. I would not be upset if they if they traded them away because we would get, obviously, either an amazing player for it or great draft picks for many years to come. I would not have a problem with that. And I think that the Steelers then would have a legacy going forward. But right. just so I, I, I'm clear, I'm taking the uh, Steelers over the box. Yeah, we got it, Tom. Yeah. We got it. I just want to make sure you got that. Oh, we yeah, we do. All right, so we're kind of we're kind of winding down on this episode. So before we um before we go, just gonna give a little uh we got a new sponsor. Yes. All right, and it's Garrett Graphics. Yes. 
Garrett Graphics is a design company aimed at everything from business branding to logos. If you're planning a party, a baby shower, or even just a card to say hello, Garrett Graphics is the site that you need in your life. Are you an upcoming maid of honor? Garrett Graphics has everything you need to put together the ultimate bachelorette experience. I remember my sister-in-law last year was putting together my then-fiance's bachelorette, and she had to go to dozens and dozens of sites to find different things. If only she knew about Garrett Graphics, she could have saved so much time. And for you men out there, there's no reason to feel left out because they do t-shirt prints as well. You can walk around New Orleans drunk off your ass while wearing a t-shirt with your favorite quotes on it. Perfect for a conversation starter. And do you want to know the best part about this, Tom? Tell me. It's affordable, and there's no need to pay for shipping because the printables are immediately immediately available for download after you pay. For all, for all inquiries, you can contact Ashley on the Garrett Graphics Etsy page or on our Instagram page at Garrett Graphics INC. And uh, if you want to get to know the brains behind the business, check out Ashley's blog page at afiercemind.com. That's A-F-I-E-R-C-E mind.com. Again, the Instagram is Garrett, that's G-A-R-R-E-T-T graphics I-N-C. Anything else, Joe? No, I think uh, I think we've said it all, Tom. Again, thanks to, thanks to Candace for joining us. Uh, it's nice to we love interviewing our friends, but we have someone from the outside finally joining. Yes. It, it was a it was a nice uh, nice interview. Nice change of pace. Very nice change of pace. So there's a big evolution coming with yes. the Bulls. So all right, well uh, for for I'm Joe and uh, I'm Tom, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone.